Hello. This edition of the Mike Prowse Solo Travel Podcast is my holiday fraud special. Fraud is everywhere. From con men to distraction thieves, Harlem dippers to Belgian phone skankers, and even the cynical trade in fake aeroplanes. I've come up against them all. Once, when my hotel was targeted in Prague, my entire chest of drawers was cloned. And in Winchester, after three hours of sustained pressure, my router was compromised. So stand up straight, be suspicious of everyone, and put that away. This podcast is all about protecting your money. First things first, I don't have the rights to the song Money by Pink Floyd. But you'll notice that my cover, though evocative of the original, contains clever musical differences which keep me legally safe. And safety is what this podcast is all about. Clear, carefully written, clear advice about going on your holes and not getting stiffed. Before we begin, I'm contractually obliged to say thanks to Clenched Fist Public Relations, who have been across my online rebrand. I can now reveal that the new tagline to the Solo Travel Podcast is Mike Prowse, the holiday man who does things on his own. 400 quid that cost. I'm in Hartlepool, the historic home of holiday fraud. If you lived here in the 1960s and tried to book a holiday, you'd soon find yourself going nowhere. That's because the local council enforced a bylaw stating there was simply no good reason to leave Hartlepool. Older listeners in the northeast may recall the publicity campaign. Residents of Hartlepool, you stay right there. It wasn't until the European Common Market referendum of 1975 that a few backstreet travel agents started to offer cash-in-hand day trips to the edge of Durham. Walking along this beautiful beach now, it strikes me that if Willie Russell had set Shirley Valentine here, his play about sex with foreigners would be markedly different. Shirley's Liverpool accent would be wrong for Hartlepool, and she would simply have to have sex locally. I mentioned my disappointing rebrand with Clenched Fist PR earlier, the upshot of which seems to be a glowing tale of sparkles which follows the cursor round on my still-under-construction website. Contractually, however, I am obliged to read these adverts. I apologise. For balance, I have recorded them badly. Clenched Fist PR... Our dedicated South Korean click farm is just waiting to push online references to your crime to page two of Google's search results. By the way, you can be part of this podcast too. 
Why not tweet me if you've been the victim of a distraction burglary while staying in an Airbnb in Suffolk? Don't contact me about anything else, please. I've got a lot on this week. The classic holiday fraud is Jackson's offer of assistance. Here's how it works. The fraudster spots a confused tourist and offers to take them to the real Madrid, the real Morocco, the real hole. Soon, however, you're in the wrong part of town and if you don't pay up, you're in danger of a real going over. Jackson's offer of assistance is named after its first exponent, Ernest Jackson, who worked the streets of Rome. The disgraced Earl made a fortune fleecing aristocratic newcomers to the Eternal City. Offered the chance to see the real Rome, victims would walk with Jackson for days because they were simply too polite to ask where they were going. One victim, Lord Folkestone, endured a six-day land and sea journey with Jackson in complete silence. Lord Folkestone eventually ended up back at his Sussex home, where he gave Jackson nine shillings, congratulated him on the scam, and went to bed. Try as you might to fill your days visiting galleries, wandering through street markets, or watching monetized animal cruelty, and that's okay because you're abroad, most of your holiday will be spent in a hotel, because that's where you sleep. I don't wish to scaremonger, but while you sleep, an army of strangers lurks inches from your throat. You may find that your bed isn't the only thing that's getting turned over. That late-night drinker is a slave to his gambling debts, and he's looking for a mark. The lady by the gilt-edged fountain has a beautiful necklace, but it's a micro-scanner checking for open Bluetooth devices. That made in your room is the heavily disguised leader of a drug cartel, glorying in the recent discovery of a new overland supply route out of Addis Ababa. Your best defence is often attack. Engage the gambler in a not-for-profit game of canasta. Change your Bluetooth device name to I Can See You and warn the maid that if she doesn't close down that heroin supply line, you'll be keeping her very busy with extra shampoo demands and requests for several shower caps. I'm offering more foolproof tips about beating the fraudsters in my hotel minicast, Mike Prowse, What a Reception. So grab a pen and paper and your cash card. I'll be giving the details shortly. Clenched fist PR. Our associates will anonymously threaten any investigative reporter who's on to you. Visit their website and use the voucher code RUMBLED10. Perhaps the most influential travel fraudster in history was 19th century French woman Marie Ravel, who not only conned wealthy Parisians out of many millions of francs with her non-existent holidays, she also invented identity theft. Having booked a trip with Marie's company, the expectant holidaymaker would make his way to the departure point at Quai d'Orléans. Here, he would encounter Marie disguised as French folklore character Vanessa the Turkey. The giant turkey would then ask the traveller three questions. Address, mother's maiden name and details of their wig supplier. Filled with wonder at meeting this fabled creature, the victim would be lulled into a false sense of security and happily hand over the details. Marie would then 
club him over the head with a brass candlestick, steal his money and push him laconically into the Seine. Next, armed with the deceased's personal information, she would fraudulently order enormous wigs, which she was quite unable to wear due to a long-term neck injury caused by the turkey costume and its particularly heavy wattle. Before we judge Marie Ravel's deceptions too harshly, let's remember that it was the proceeds of this criminal activity which funded the musical education of her son, Maurice Ravel, allowing him to become one of the most successful composers of his age. And without the hypnotic strains of Maurice's bolero, Torval and Dean would never have won gold for Great Britain at the Sarajevo Winter Olympics in 1984. It used to be the case that the main risk on holiday was a low-level duffing up outside the arcade if you had a good run on the claw grabber. But now, it's your data the criminals are after. We leave our data lying around everywhere. It's in the cloud. It's rammed into our smart TVs. And it's even up your phone. So how do criminals pull it out? By dressing as you digitally. Are your Facebook pictures private? They should be. Because it would take me moments to work up a latex mask of your toddler's face to fool the facial recognition system at nursery. And it's worth bearing in mind that if you access free Wi-Fi on your phone at an airport, you should never leave a web browser open while stepping into the full-body scanner. Forget data privacy, that could blow your leg off. File that one under what airports don't tell you. My experience with Clenched Fist PR has shown me that the ways we do business online have changed. I remember that to use the earliest travel websites like goforeign.biz, travelhappymaker.eu forward slash colon 7689 colon question mark dot biz, and my very own Mike's Holiday website, one would simply choose a departure and arrival airport from a drop-down box, press return, wait half an hour, and then leave some cash in an envelope by the bins. It may have been the early days of the web, but I was proud of Mike's holiday website. And I can tell you a little story. The easy interface of my 1995 site caught the attention of two young computer engineers who were developing a big idea which was about to transform the way we searched for things online. They asked me for some pointers, and in return offered me a 0.04% stake in their new web search engine. And it's a web page you'll be familiar with. That website, ladies and gentlemen, is better known to us now as Screwfix Direct. These days, massive corporate travel websites are intuitive, fast, reliable, but in a developmental leap which I would have left out. If you fail to give them feedback, they email you to let you know they're sad. I'll finish with some housekeeping for subscribers to What A Reception, the hotel minicast I mentioned earlier. The current episode includes sections on the resale value of Gideon's Bibles. 
how to get up to three times the authorised amount of food at a breakfast buffet, and a beginner's guide to weaponizing your TripAdvisor reviews. It's a vital listen for anyone who wants to shore up their defences in the ongoing war against fraud. As my website's under construction, just drop the £4.59 straight into my account. My sort code is 110795, account number 2658711. My first pet was called Samson, and my mother's maiden name is Hargreaves. Enjoy.